Like it's serious, it's again out of hand, and I'm here with the normal people. We do, we do, we do. Alright, we we pin. So, if you don't know what's been happening, um, under the rock, but if you've been on Twitter, you've noticed that like the hashtag and has been going on for the past week. But um, basically, we're just gonna brief you about what's been going on. Basically, what is size um, what, why they, why, why is people protesting against them? Why uh, protests from diaspora important? We're talking about police brutality and maybe just go over a few facts and um, stuff about reform and why like it's important to stick with the movement, whether or not you're at home or whether you're abroad. So Manny P is gonna just go over some quick introduction about SARS and I'm gonna like you know carry on from there. Okay, thanks Lonnie. So to start off with what is SARS, um, this notorious group? So um just to break down the abbreviation a bit, so SARS S A R S. It means the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. It was founded back in 1992, so that means it's about 28 years old as of right now. Um, it was founded by Simeon Danladi Midenda, who apparently was a commissioner of police. Um, this group was created to arrest, investigate, and prosecute citizens involved in violent crimes such as armed robbery, murder, kidnapping, and ass- assassination. And from what's now is, from what we do know now, what we've known for a time, it's, it's definitely, um, it definitely has gone, has gone beyond that, that. Like now they're target citizens for reasons unrelated. So like, why now? Why are we seeing the hashtag MSARS right now? So essentially, if you've been on Twitter for the past like two years, and you have Nigerians on Twitter, what I personally noticed is that MSARS usually trends twice the summer. But this instance, this is like the reason that this like SARS is trending so much now. For one, um, this Nigerian, this young Nigerian was killed in Delta on 3rd of October. And this spurred this resurgence of like MSARS movement. And then what really took note that like this happened around um, Nigerian independence, and that's where protests started. And what's really getting people um, more angst about this issue is that the Nigerian government responded with force, tear gas, detention, shooting, killing. Like, I've never seen Nigerian government bring out tanks for anything. I didn't even know we had tanks. And, like, the way they're responding is so much vim. And where other issues are lying, like, flat, it's just, it's like, that's why people are, are so upset and so angry. Like, this place this section of the police is doing something terrible and so the government to be accountable and apologize and start performing they're, they're attacking us as if as if asking for basic human rights is a crime and that's why people are protesting right cheeks yeah like the whole thing is the whole thing is just tough to like witness where it's like you're you're in trouble for just asking for the right to leave like it's mm-hmm. It's just, it's sad to, like, see people, like, get killed for nothing. Like, just get... I, also, I think it's also important that we go over, like, the how people, how sad people, like, come up to people, how they arrest them. So, for the most random thing, you have an iPhone, you're wearing chains, 
or seeing people that have tattoos bit like arrested or shot. Like these are these are most arbitrary things that people are like these are random. And the fact that they're also justifying them be able to be, them being able to check your bank account, look through your phone, or because all in the name of cyber crime. Like it's illegal. Like you know that you know that people when someone is approaching and they now you now hear something like the guy resemble your old boy. Exactly, like that's what like your old boy. Like, listen, real your old boys are not on the street. Okay, they're not there. <laughs> they're like it's just it's, yeah. it's just so it's just and that as most annoying that they're targeting like youth, like young boys, like you and like you and a man or young boys kind of laptop going to work. They'll stop you on the road. You don't even know that's your last day. Like that, yeah. that's what's frustrating about this movement, and it's just. I just think that we need to do, like, they need to do better. So, so do you want to go back to five demands that people, that people are outlining for them, for the NSTARS movement? Yeah, so the five demands right now, the first one is the immediate release of all arrested protesters. Mm-hmm. Second one is justice for all deceased victims of police brutality and appropriate compensation for the families. Also, I also want to say, when we say justice, when we say justice, you mean that not just, um, what's it called, firing the police officer. We want them tried in court. We want them fair, fair judgment tried in court. We want them jailed for their, for, for their crimes. It's not just, oh, well, we fired him. Fire is not enough because that person will pick him up. We don't want that. That's what yeah. I mean by justice. I want to mean compensation. We don't mean bag of rice or some stupid 5,000. We want proper compensation. If you yeah. can allocate 10 million, to build a stupid website, you can allocate money for all the people that have been killed by SARS. Yeah. Um, third one is setting up an independent body to oversee the investigation and prosecution of all reports of police misconduct within yeah. 10 days, which is something I feel is very important because you know, usually, like people just slide under the system, like you just yes, find who and yes. ease out. Yes, exactly. And the thing is that many of these issues about this whole side things that many police officers they know. I've heard, I've seen videos of police officers saying, saying that, oh, I'll shoot you and nothing will happen. Like, the fact that they are not account, they're not, they can't be accountable for that, that's not accountable, is the real problem. So we need to, independent body is very important. And not just if anybody full of their fellow colleagues, obviously that would be biased. It's going to be full of half, half the people, half the police, half the people on the force. I think that's important as well. Yeah. Fourth one is in line with the new police act, psychological evaluation and retraining to be confirmed by an independent body of all disbanded SARS officers before they can get redeployed. And the fifth one is increased police increased police salary so that they are adequately compensated for protecting lives and property of citizens. Besides, that's very important. That's true. Did you know the average police officer apparently is like thirty k a month? Yeah, I'll see. Looking like even like the living, even their living conditions are pretty terrible. Like I was checking some of the police, the police barracks and stuff. Yeah, you were telling me about like the barracks in where I forgot to wear in Lagos. Yeah, like it's it's terrible. I'd be wondering, and we see the huge budget they will have, ten million, or what's it called, seventeen million. Like, like where is this money going to? Where is this money going? Who is eating this money? Like, what are the questions we're asking? This is the question we're asking. Like, obviously, we're not saying just increase the police. Like, we also need retraining for these police officers. So, people will just, I can just pick people off the street and just give them police officer badge. Yes. It's not necessary. Um, like, we need them to be properly trained and proper, proper living salary, not just, 
oh, $50, proper living salary, something that protect people's lives. So if so a random thief of the street can just bribe them. I feel like bribing protesters in Nigeria, honestly, from my experience, I feel like it's so common. People are like, I'm just giving a bribe now. It's so common. It's part of the culture. We don't want it anymore. The new Nigeria does not want it. And I feel like that um, number four about the psychological evaluation is very key. I feel like we need to know that these people are actually mentally stable to actually hold a weapon on the streets because most of those guys are trigger happy and like either like they have like some, like some, I don't know if it's PTSD or they have, so apparently they go through some type of intense training where I was hearing this stuff that they locked them in a room and like they drop tear gas or something insane like that right, like that's part right. of the police training so obviously those guys are not going to come out and be mentally sane and yeah. then you not give them an assault rifle to protect citizens like i'm not yeah. justifying their acts in any way but then i feel like when you literally need to evaluate that psychic you know if they're actually if they're capable or if they should be actually out there in like quote-unquote protecting citizens I was also going to say is that Nigeria we're not at war. Like we do not need assault rifles on the streets. Like do you like exactly. do you see Thank like you. like there's no need for that. Like we're we're literally yeah there to protect. There's so many different ways. You can have maybe a baton, like you see like in England. But like why do we have every single person in the force has an assault rifle and is very trigger happy? It, like, bro. And this one thing, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you. That's what I'm saying. I feel like. In terms of this whole police reform, I think what I would suggest, I'm not close of that, but what I would suggest would be like, there'll be level. So, you pass level one, you do the pass level two, but time you're in level four, okay, now you can carry a gun. Not that you just pass simple training, you're holding gun around, moving around. So, it's something that, like, I don't think guns should be taken, you shouldn't be able to take it home. I feel like it should yeah. be like, after you're done your shift, you return it back, you turn it with your bat, and you go, go on to the street, you're a civilian. It should not be like you're carrying, you're a processor 24 7. It should have. You have shit. Yeah, I you should, like you should be able to account for your bullets too. Yeah. Account for your bullets. Thank you. Thank you. You can't just we can't just be missing bullets like that. Just like oh, it's somebody. It's like you know, it's the whole thing. is just it's just weird. And I feel like this whole side thing trickles. People are also asking. I used to see the hashtags online asking apart from the police reform, asking why you leave and that kind of stuff. It's trickling down to other systematic issues that Nigeria has, and people are asking for accountability. I think it's something that is important. And I'm not honestly, I'm just very proud of Nigerian youth. I've seen all the protests, near the Kitogis. They are they are part of everything from banners to charging form. People are being fed breakfast breakfast, lunch, dinner. I'm just say that is really good. I'm glad that people are um people are mobilized, especially the youth are mobilized. And I think that's what actually got them get like the government scale, like people are not here to play. So. I mean, I mean, they tagged us as lazy Nigerian youth. So, like, right now, I tell you, why, like, literally, like, we're showing how lazy we are. Like, since they have not provided jobs, everyone has their yeah, time to flock out exactly. to the streets. Yeah, so, like, yeah, we have time. their time. So, um, more to come, power to the people. Like, we're literally just asking for, I can't, we're literally asking for, first of all, we're just asking to be able to live and not get killed well we've not even started addressing what we do not even have like 24 hours power supply like exactly. water like clean water and like basic health care education like i feel i really feel like this is going to spill over hopefully spill over to like the different mm -hmm. sections like i like i feel like 
this process is so united in a way that there is no one leader there's no um mm-hmm. they're not like they haven't they haven't stressed that using like the tribe the tribal or like the religious yeah. cards well, to divide us yeah, exactly yeah. exactly i also think it's important like i just picking back off like the psychology evaluation part i just think since i remember seeing a video of one of the senior officers in the start and he was like you know, I have to, he basically, I'm not just, I'm just paraphrase right now. He basically said that, you know why, like, it's okay to stop a young person. It's like, if I see you in events and you're like 22 years old, if I you in events, like, you know, knowing, he's saying, he's basically saying that knowing the state of Nigerian economy, that it's really hard to even come by with that kind of car. So obviously, he has to stop you and then go through your phone and go through, go through your thing go through all your social media and see your bank account see like where are you making that money from i just say that actually infringes on your rights that's actually not legal and it's not right and if you're having post office that cannot even see a 20 year old or 23 year old in his in events in the car that just shows that like nigeria has a deeper a deeper problem yeah it's, yeah. It's, it's i think at this point at this moment it's even past like a structural problem it's like something mm-hmm. that it's something that has like been domesticated in our heads where it's like this person has to be of this character has to drive this mm-hmm. for to so basically we're stereotyping everyone now yeah. we're exactly. basically stereotyping exactly. we're not actually there's no rule of law anymore it's just we're just people are running off people are running off stereotype okay drives a bend he has um mm-hmm. he has dada so ah now yeah. boy like the guy get mad exactly. looking inside now yahoo boy like what are we doing now guys come on exactly that's what i saw some like tweets some guy was literally like <laughs> like some sas guy stopped him i was like ah this car no fit your body calm down can you stop can you imagine you must be so far but also i think it's also important to talk about why um protests in, in diaspora as nigerians outside um Nigeria, of course. Why is that important? Why do you think it's important for you guys? Like, why do you think it's important for us to protest here in Canada? I would definitely say it gives that spread, it gives that awareness. Bless everyone who mm-hmm. has been going, who has been participating in one aspect or the other. I was mm-hmm. in Niger, abroad, everywhere. Like, really, it's not, it's a blessing to actually see that we were trending for at mm-hmm. least 48 hours. Yeah. number one on twitter like it's not easy it's just the awareness let people actually know that yo there's something going on in a country the most populated black nation in the world that that people are actually deciding to not just stereotype but actually take lives at the same time like it's not it's exactly not it's exactly not I'm also shout out to all the um online protesters like myself always using the hashtag um you know it's not that's also not easy staying on top of it but also being a suit as well is also not easy as um aisha yes she, she said i don't know her last name but i think aisha so she said no nigerian is more nigerian than the other nigerian we're all doing that part if it's online we're working in the streets we're working in the donations we're working so i think that's process is also important because I feel like the way Nigeria works, I feel like it's just international disgrace is what they need. <laughs> I just like the government just needs international disgrace because people are actually questioning why, like, nigga, oh, sorry, no, no, but, but <laughs> like, sir, what do you do with all the money? And that's just important. So I've seen protests in, like, Brooklyn, New York. I've seen one in Canada. I've seen all over Canada. I've seen Ottawa. 
uh, for one in Europe, one was, one was downtown. I've seen some in like London, like wherever, wherever Nigerians people are coming together. So I just love that. I think it's important. Uh, anything else you guys want to add to like why process in diaspora is important? Um, I feel like it's the awareness. Like I've I've also seen it like on CBC, which is the Canadian uh, national broadcasting news channel mm-hmm. um was also on cnn but um other than that is also like we can literally with nigerians in diaspora like i know like when we marched like um it was last week we went to city hall basically um mm-hmm. and the person speaking was was on video re- um requesting for justin trudeau to like s- stop literally stop all trades in nigeria so we can literally can try from yeah, our yeah. end to see if we can force the hand of like all these mm-hmm. um like all these like foreign countries to stop doing trade with Nigeria. Maybe that's when they will wake yeah. up. Or also, I know we've been demanding for like all the po- like all those politicians in like the House of Reps, government officials, um, they should stop issuing them visas. So literally, they will be focused on fixing Nigeria and then yeah. on what is on at hand. Because like I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, apparently, Good Luck was briefing Buari about what is happening in um, some other African country or yeah. in Malawi during this protest and i was just like and the presidential tweets the president's twitter actually posted that which i thought was quite insensitive you have not dealt with the issues at what's home what's happening and yeah you can post yeah that are briefing you on what's happening in a way so i feel like as i said obviously international disgrace a lot of international sanctions you really force their hand because when there's nowhere else to go you have to you have, you have to, to focus yeah. on what you have at home and deal with the exactly. issue at hand exactly yeah, i just like that's, that, that's that's key uh, that's definitely key and hopefully there'll be change moving forward and um yeah i think that's also important i, I also want to touch on a few topics just briefly just very briefly i'm going to ask you guys what do you what's your take on police brutality uh, police brutality whether at home in nigeria or out here in the diaspora um is it's terrible period and like for most most times like you it's more of so in america like people were literally being um what's the word like when you enter a store because you're black people are looking at you funny oh, being profiled, a, being profiled like, yeah racially profiled yeah. literally mm-hmm. like over here and literally that's why you like you see like a lot of times like a lot of black people also be, like victims of police police brutality and like these are the people who had sworn oath to protect you and for some mm-hmm. reason of some agenda of theirs, they're literally like putting you in harm's way. Um the one in Nigeria, that one is black on black crime, straight up like people like the people that like you see, I, I saw something, I was listening to something, um Shokuti, he was saying about how let's say for example, twelve midnight, um army comes and knocks on your door, police comes and knocks on your door. Um then let's say um your army comes, police comes, um you said another force comes and knocks on your door. Maybe. The same way you'll be shocked and afraid, like literally like army, like it's just okay, they're protecting you, okay. Like let me hope like everything is safe or police, like what are they doing? You know how like people are like, um all these police guys mm-hmm. are having the same like the same fear you get from arm robbers, you get from police guys, people yeah sworn to protect yeah. you. So that in that and that all stems from like their way like from that they are just like the, i don't know man like that whole force Anyways, i just hoping at the end of the day we're just hoping for like a new nigeria a new reform reform the government accountability like just the same the basic simple things also to stress the fact that us 
like we pay by salary. It is our right, yeah. our God-given right, our national right to ask for these things. It's not illegal to protest, not illegal to stand for what you believe. We are paying salaries. We elected him there. He should be one. He should. His loyalty is to us and not his organs at the top. That's what yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. This this was this was a heavy one. I would lie. It like was heavy, but bro. it needs to be discussed. It needs to be discussed. Yeah, you can't laugh and play. Yeah. Uh, the person with their life, could they? What's it called? The last. I wait till they are alive with a young. Exactly, yeah. exactly. If if you did for one attack, you no feel laugh. Yeah. So exactly. let's have to talk about it, and hope you guys stay informed. Um, we posting about like more information about size and stuff like that in the description in the description of the podcast on how to donate and stay informed about size. Um. Also, just for just for a wrap up, I was gonna also just add like another perspective. Um, I know the most the NSAs is uh, mostly catered. I see most of them is mostly catered around okay people are being stereotyped for looking rich or appearing rich, like in like in the eyes of SARS or whatever, but there are also um, people out there in the streets who also get, um, who are also victims of police brutality, um, just because the police knows they can like take advantage of them, they might not even look mm-hmm. rich, also like the other side of them just not having anyone who can actually come to their rescue, like mm-hmm. some people, I know like some people, um, like I was, I, was, I was at some, like at the protest I went to like last week, some guy was saying that after clubs, I stopped him and like they're asking for like eighty k on the spots. Uh-uh. But, like that's yeah, that's like one aspect. Like, some people that literally exactly. So him, he could he could pay that because he he had it. But like imagine someone who didn't actually like who who like can't like afford that. All those guys like we won't even we won't hear about them. I heard it running like in Anambra State apparently the stars guys that have resting. Um, literally, when they lock you up, like they'll kill you and have rest your lungs or some scary. What? Okay. Type <laughs> story. Yeah. Yeah. Story. Yeah. Literally, okay. like because yeah, it's it's, it's uh, like that there's a lot is, going behind the scenes. It's that's crazy. crazy. I've heard a lot of scary stories about stars, but the fact that these stories are coming out is actually the real problem. Um, obviously, the validity of all the stories needs to be checked. But the fact that people are just so scared, like to so every story is at least fifty percent true. So yeah. the fact that all these things are happening is the real problem, and um, people just um, just need a government that cares about our lives and cares about the lives of our of our youth to do something, right? So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Anything that's gonna add on? Don't worry, guys. It's not, we still have sponsorships. I feel like the whole government has like misplaced priorities. Like you know how people are donating towards the NSAS movement, people from diaspora, mm-hmm. Nigeria, and like the CBN mm-hmm. like froze their accounts while people have been like siphoning funds for how many oh how God. many years? Like the CBN, there's no way for them to track any of those accounts. Can you, can you imagine? Track this CBN one and has freeze the account. Too much energy to siphon to what's go what's go to a block account, but when when yeah. a, a whole snake swallowed millions of dollars no one said anything <laughs> like i just it's, it's, it's not a movie to you people why people not shocked like, it's, it's fascinating like, it's just like this just i think it's just rubbish just be showing us all the nonsense they're doing no one is saying anything and the fact that we are standing up is actually annoying them and that's why yeah. that's why i will stand by this answer annoying them more irritate mm. them all those mm. all those senators that any two million two million dollars a month I mean, what's it? Two million dollars, sorry, two million dollars. Like 29, 29 million naira. 
29 million naira. Can you imagine? A month. What are you doing? 29 million naira minimum wage is 30k. They have hardship allowance, furniture allowance, newspaper allowance, vehicle allowance. Newspaper allowance was killing me. I see nothing. I see everything not digital. I don't understand. <laughs> I really do super alarm. How much do you super? This is like what? 200 naira. Max. See, daily trust like 150. I don't know. I haven't been to Nigeria in a minute. Daily trust like 150. Can, can you imagine? Simple point to Point is 200. Max. Punch, 200. I think point is like 200. Yeah, 200 or 250. Why? I feel like they, they should be. Oh, hey, I don't they laugh when they put it down. I thought you just, just write numbers and like, eh, this will work. And they just put when it down. They they were, anything. When they're reading the budget now, when they're saying what they're going to allocate to this thing now, the House of um, the Senate, they, they laughed now. <laughs> literally, like, <laughs> I know, like, yeah, they laughed saw, because I, of like, I'm on vibes. I literally saw a video of Buhari when they were giving him like all the requests that he wants. And when, when, yeah. we, when we asked for compensation, I actually saw it, I saw him giggle. I've never yeah, seen that here, man, Gigo. He laughed in our face. This is why we have to stand. With Bari, I feel like that guy was not was not present in there. I feel like that guy doesn't assimilate things very quickly. He might have not <laughs> might have not even like understood what um guys, what Thompson was saying. You guys, Bari is an illiterated. He's an illiterate. You understand what I'm telling him? Yeah, yeah, I could I tell. Like that. it seems like, yeah, I, I didn't. I don't think like I he understood that. what was actually being said to him. I don't think, I don't think Barry is, is in charge of his own account. You know how like Trump in charge of his own Twitter account. Yeah. Barry doesn't even have a Twitter account. I don't think he understands what's happening. I don't think. I don't think. I think he's just there to chop money and go. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I just say me personally. I don't. I don't go home that that often. I've been home probably like a few times. But what I would say is that I've not seen one thing that Barry has done since he said this. Like, oh wow, great change. This is this is important. If anything, this guy is making it just making it stressful to be a Nigerian. Exchange rates are skyrocketed. Like, can you <laughs> can you imagine? This is this is someone that lived in the Nigeria that one one what's it called was like one pound one dollar was with one naira to like one pound. Like he has lived in that Nigeria. So he knows this is someone that's lived in a good Nigeria. So why would you not want to keep it good? I understand that, you know, post like post independence, like the country that was colonized usually has the same exchange rates for the country that colonized them. That's fine. But after a while like it balances up. But the fact that this guy has seen a good Nigeria and then still wakes up every day and chooses violence. And it's good to destroy us. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see? Um, did you guys see the, um, his wife's tweets? I beg, my wife's tweets. What's that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> she was like some hustle song. She was saying, "Um, Nigerians are dying." Blah blah blah. Barry, please come and save us. I see they're not in the same same house. She's I taking shots at her husband. Me. I see that is not beside you. What's that? And even though these like other politicians are come to come and speak up when they're all the same, like that tickle guy that's always waking up. I'm sad to hear. I'm sorry. I'm shocked to hear. I'm thinking maybe because he's shocked to we'll come and vote for him next year. If there's if, if there's anything boy can do is to be shocked <laughs> every time. Yeah. Shocked. Boy is a I'm shock shocked. as well. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I, oh man. We just need change. We just need change. We just need change. 
you think, guys. That's what needs yeah. to happen. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, and guys. Yeah, anything else you want to add on to this? Um, yeah. And talks about Buhari, talks about how the country can move forward. As as new age Nigerians, what do you guys, what, what, what are you guys hopeful for in this new Nigeria that is like, you're starting to form? What are some things you're hopeful for? Um, what I'm hopeful for is like now I believe like how like our parents' generation they really feel that they're very um complacent in a lot of things. They didn't stand up mm-hmm. as much. So I feel like us Nigerians we know what we deserve and like we're actually mm-hmm. willing to actually go out there to demand it. Um, which is mm-hmm. which is very like which is very good. Like I didn't believe that ever in my lifetime I would actually be like proud to be a Nigerian and look forward to a better Nigeria because I now to be frank like but right now I feel like they like in our lifetime they could actually be a better Nigeria since like we're checking yeah. like literally what this like this is just the start of one movement this is usually how these revolutions start um or mm-hmm. spill over I believe it would definitely spill over to other sections of of like Nigeria because Nigeria is like there's a long way to go there's 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 a lot to be changed and reformed and literally like yeah Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything? I just, I just pray for change, a better Nigeria. Just that's it. Like that's it. To be honest. Just yeah, I. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I feel you guys. Um, I was gonna take back on one thing, Emmanuel says. Say appearance generation builders. I, I agree with that. I agree that they're being complacent. But I would say that in appearance defense, they most parents are like I don't know fifty. They live to like a few dictatorships. So like let's just give a bachelor dictatorship. Like he was very ruthless. That kind of environment um breeds complacency. Like either you die or you listen to me. That kind of thing. So it breeds complacency. They might not know it, like one being complacent, but it just unconsciously breeds complacency. Let's not forget. Hey guys, thank you for listening. Thank you everyone for like entering. And swat police yes, reform. Let's have peace. Like, we yeah, peace. Peaceful Nigeria. Peaceful Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening to episode. Please stay informed and keep listening to us. Appreciate it. Have a good one. And swats and um, sack boo boo, sack IG of police. You just sack boo boo.